Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Relove Podcast. This is Pastor Rico. Our hope is that today's message adds life and power to your journey as you grow. Thanks for joining us. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 is our, our Easter portion of our text. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. So it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. In the series, Get Out of the Tree, my message entitled today, my response. My response to this. There is a tension that exists in uh, the minds of the Christian when we consider what our response should be to Calvary. Elias Ahim says, when I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, I put my own words in there and say, my heart goes out to Jesus on the cross, Rachel, because his hurt and his pain, his loss, I could see it. When I dream of going to heaven, Sabrina, and spending time with Jesus, Paula, and walking streets of gold, uh, 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 my heart is warmed with excitement to hang out with Jesus and see him on his throne. When I desire to secure my salvation and avoid the stain of sin, I'm pressed to make sure, Mark, that I am worthy of such a place, that I am worthy of a place called heaven, that I am worthy of the audience and the attention of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that I can stand in front of Jesus ready to be received. But I have to ask the question, what is it, Carol, that brought about a need for a tree in the first place. For the new person and for the old person in the church, saint and visitor, I'm gonna ask that question. What is it that brought about a need for the tree, the cross that held the body of Jesus on? What is it that demanded uh, the life of what we believe was an innocent man to be nailed to a cross? Because when I look at the scene of Calvary, David, I, I, I want to be worthy of what was done on Calvary. Any witnesses in the building? When I see Christ, hands nailed to the cross, feet nailed to the cross, what Christ suffered and went through, I want to be worthy. We used to sing a song, I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem, just like John. But it is Isaiah 59 and verse 2 that tells us, but it's our iniquities, Jay, uh, that have separated us from God. It's our sins that have hidden us from his face so that he will not hear us. 
So if I put those things together, I've figured out what I should do, Jacob. Uh, and what I need to do is I need to see that if I want to be with God, not separated from God, what I need to do is make sure that there's no sin in my life. Mm -hmm. Because if man plus sin equals no God, if me plus sin equals no time with God, if me plus or us plus sins uh, means unworthiness, this formula for salvation is rather simple. Won't you agree? It's pretty easy. Then man minus sin must equal time with God then me minus sin must equal an audience and admittance in heaven. Then me minus sin definitely must mean worthiness. I am therefore worthy because I have no sin. I'm so then enters this tension that I must live a life pleasing to him. I must live a life worthy of him. I need to live to ensure that I won't miss out on heaven. I remember, I remember growing up that there were things that we couldn't do, places that we couldn't go because angels would not go there with you. Any witnesses remember that? I, I remember that there was a way to lose your, your, your soul salvation. There was a time when we were very strongly uh, uh, listening and wanting to make sure that we we did not have probation clothes on us. We wanted to live as sinless as possible. So if me plus sin equals no time with God, then of course me minus sin must mean I'm going to be worthy of heaven. If I keep the commandments and love everybody, I can make it into a worthy uh, uh, admittance and audience with Jesus. If I obey my parents, young children, and do what is right at school, then I can make Jesus happy. If I can just get it right. Hmm. What will happen for me is I will probably be able to be translated just like Enoch. I'll probably be able to be walking and then I was not because God took me. And be careful, there'll probably be a VIP section for those of us who get it right in heaven. Because we will be the ones who lived as best as we possibly could. I mean, I really want to put this out there. I really want to go to heaven. Anybody else out there with me just, just really want to... I really want to walk the streets of gold. Mark, I really want to see what it's like to have a sea of glass and, 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 and Marilyn even stand on it. I just want to, I just want to have eternal life. I, I want to see my mother mm -hmm. and my grandmothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the best thing I need to do is just get it right. Have you ever tried that? Have you ever tried to live holy? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a great devotion time, an awesome moment in the worship service, and then go home saying to yourself, I'm going to do it right? Remember those moments when we would hear such good stuff and you'd go home and you'd throw away all your bad music. You'd get rid of all kinds of things. You'd tell some people, I can't hang with you anymore. I'd ask you a question, how long did that last? <laughs> 
How long did it last that you tried to do things right and then woke up the next morning and said, okay, I might have messed up last night, so let me try again today. And you decided to, to put away some things. You heard another good message and you decided to change the way that you're eating. And so you wanted to make sure that you were doing the Daniel fast as best as you possibly could, but then in and out sounded and smelled real good. You found yourself day after day messing up and messing up because you wanted to be worthy but found yourself just unable to do it. The Bible tells, the Bible tells us that there is a cost for messing up. Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. The price to pay for messing up, trying to be as good as you think you should be to get to God is not just another chance if we get rid of the cross. It's literally a death. Can I make it just a little clearer for you? When you and I live a life that is pressed about us doing all the things right and being good enough a life like that means that we are saying, God, we don't believe and need the sacrifice of your son. I can do it on my own. We are taking Christ off the tree and putting ourselves on the tree. When you and I believe that if you count how many times I come to church and you count how many scriptures I know and you count how many songs I know and you make sure that you were here when church started and you washed someone's feet and you never missed communion and you didn't miss Sabbath school and you know all the books of the Bible, 66 of them, and you know that there is no Jezebel chapter 3, We're putting our own selves on the cross. What ends up happening here is it, it, it shows up in a sense of pride and that pride makes you and I look at each other like you may not be worthy enough to be in church because I can still smell outside on you. Mm-hmm. You may not be worthy to be in church because when we said turn to the scripture, you couldn't find it. You may not be worthy to be in church because when we said uh, 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 pray, you didn't want to pray. Let me tell you something. The idea of being a legalist, uh, those individuals, we who would consider ourselves legalists would tell you that we aren't. Because the real idea, uh, uh, Ginger, is that we really want to get to heaven and that we really want to be with God and that we really want to do what it is right so that God can be pleased with us. But let me tell you, that starts in a good place but ends in a bad place. It starts out with good intentions but ends in self-destruction. It starts out with good resolution, with a good resolution, but ends with no absolution because you and I could not pay the price for sin. It had to be Jesus. It had to be Jesus. For there is no forgiveness in self-salvation. There's no liberty in legalism. There is no pardon in denying the partner of our sins. If you and I think that it's in of our own righteousness that we're going to make it into heaven, let me tell you something. The Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. 
So this good suit, as, as, as on time as you were for our children today, it didn't merit you any credit to get into heaven. As good as you may be does not help you get into heaven. It just helps you be good enough for somebody else around you. But as long as you are counting how good you are, you are building up resentment against someone else. In your relationships, when you begin to count the cost, what it takes for your relationship to work good, your relationship is going to start going down. Because gentlemen, you're never as good as your wife. And wives, you're never as good as your husband. No. Boyfriends, you're never as good as your girlfriend. And girlfriends, you're never as good as your boyfriend. The fact is, is that in this salvific relationship response, our goodness does not come from our actions, but it comes from God's actions. Because he decided, him and his father decided years ago that he would pay the price of sin and that you and I would get an opportunity to live in freedom and not live on a cross. So you got to ask yourself as you go about your life, are you living on a cross trying to get it right or are you living in the freedom of grace and the love of Jesus Christ? This word comes to tell us today that, uh, that, that being legalistic in response to what Christ did on the cross is to nullify what Christ did on the cross. That trying to get it right, uh, this word comes to bring relief to the stress of making sure that you dotted every I and crossed every T because that's a recipe for frustration. This word comes to tell us to stop trying to earn what has already been bought for us. Christ has for sin an atonement made. What a wonderful Savior. He's redeemed us and the price has been paid. He's an awesome Savior. The word says I can praise him for his cleansing blood because he's a wonderful Savior. He reconciled us unto God. Therefore, he is an awesome Savior. He cleansed our hearts free from sin. That's the God that we serve. And that's the God, watch this, that instead of trying to be right with him, recognize, hear me now, that you are right with him once you accept him. Oh, you missed your shout moment. You see, the fact that you and I feel unworthy about being with Christ means that we are worthy to be with Christ because Christ did not come to die for saints. He came to die for unworthy sinners. So I don't know about you, but I accept the fact on today that I am unworthy and that I am a sinner because that means that I can get all of Jesus and I don't have to try to get him. Guess what? He's going to come to me. So if you find yourself today broken and feel like you can't make it, I need you to understand Christ died on a cross to come to you so that you can accept him, so that we can receive him, so that you and I can stop trying to work out our salvation and accept our salvation. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And it comes with getting off the tree. So what is your response in this place where we find ourselves in this tension 
about receiving what was done on Calvary. When someone gives you a good gift, what do you say? Hallelujah. When someone gives you a good gift, what do you say? Hallelujah, yes. Because if you walk around trying to act like God didn't die, if you walk around trying to act like God didn't rescue your life, <laughs> you'll miss the moment. He'll never be a redeemer to you. He'll never be a provider to you. He'll never be a protector to you. If you and I walk around here believing that you and I did it on our own. The proper response in these moments of Easter, these proper response of these moments of recognition of what Christ did on Calvary for us is just to praise him. It's just to open up a mouth of thanksgiving, of gratitude. Our response is letting him know you're my redeemer. You're my savior. And I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to build a relationship with you. So that as to make sure I don't go back to my old me. Your response is hallelujah. Your response is hallelujah. Hallelujah.